Iowa beer we've been drinking, right? Iowa beer. We all drink Iowa beer. Hey, everybody. Alex Lovingood here. Uh, one of the esteemed hosts of the Vorloff Hour and Iowa Beer podcast. That is uh, uh, the Vorloff Hour, guys. It's a Iowa Beer podcast that focuses on the promotion, continual growth of Iowa Beer through conversations with owners, brewers, and beer industry workers. We deep dive into what makes Iowa Beer great. Hey, everybody. I'm Alex Lovingood. I'm James Hagathorn. Pete Holmgren. Oh, it's a good group of guys. Like we're, I, I like you guys. Yeah, you guys. Like the three us. Musketeers. I, I still think about how you guys have much stronger last names than I do. Yeah. <laughs> you got one of the best middle names, though. That's true. Pete Rose. We don't mention it. Pete but, yeah. Rose. Pete Rose. Uh, world's greatest soccer player. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no Hall of Fame for him, though. Uh, guys, we had Dimensional on today, and that was a, a, a fun... A hoot. And... Uh, uh, interesting conversation you know Can we, we kind of believe those guys yeah i can't so believe caring them. so, so caring yeah uh, it's just really you know it's good to see folks all around the beer community that i feel uh, like i'm watching things. shane right now <laughs> uh Pete, what have you been drinking beer. recently it's good um what i've been drinking a lot lately uh i don't really get out much we've been you know busy here we also just ran- bought a house right yeah, we, i bought a house We've been ramping up business here, so I really don't have much uh, alone time. But every Monday, I go to the Iowa Tap Room mm. uh, in the East Village mm-hmm. with my old employer, Full Court Press. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, go try different Iowa beers. And I, uh, Marto, for at least a new West Coast recently. I can't remember the name of it, but I've drank and plenty of, supposed to be served at Tulip, but they give me pints of it. Oh, um, love pints. So I've been drinking this Marto West Coast. Um, and a bunch of big growth, just because we are closely uh, associated with them, and they always drop off beer. Nice. And so, Color TV and their IOC Lager, um, I have been drinking a lot lately because it's put in front of me at work, and it's free. Yeah. Free beer is the best beer. Yeah. Brewer James? What up? What's tasty? What have I been drinking a lot? I've been going to Lua a bunch. Facts. In there, are, yes, it's very true. Dude, I feel like every time I've been to Lua recently, <laughs> I run into you. <laughs> I know, it's been true. And then also, I've been drinking a lot of 515 as well. Yeah, shout out um, to Barb, right? Yeah, Barb's been making a lot of really good hazies recently. Her Scottish Ooh. Hill is fantastic. Sorry, what's it called? Her her Scotch. So, no, so, so it's actually called a Scottish Hill because it is it actually a Scottish Hill. No, okay, yeah. Yes. yeah. It's a it's a good well, Scottish that, uh, Des Moines education versus the Ames education there. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Ames is a little lacking, but no. no uh, she's been making a lot of good beer recently. Um, I've been coming to Lua a bunch because literally on my way home from work. God bless. Um, and uh, yeah, I've just been enjoying a lot of that. Just a lot of stuff that's been really close to me recently. Yeah. Seventeen, seventeen. Honestly, I've been going to there a bunch. Matt and we're Phil. Actually, yeah. yeah, Matt and Phil. Actually, we're doing a collaboration next week. We're gonna do a Japanese rice lager. All right, just make sure you don't drop the the, the gasket into the dry hop port. I have only done that once, and I am sure <laughs> I'll never do it again because I don't think a Japanese rice lager will be dry hopped. Uh, but who knows how know. wild it's gonna get? Yeah, that's awesome. How about you? Oh man, uh, you know we've done a lot of collaborations uh, in the last few weeks with a lot of my. Uh, yeah, I'm a little homesick for Illinois. I'll be honest, and not the state of Illinois. 
Just but just the, the friends that you have there, you I think, know. I think sure. Zach, it's the same with Minnesota um, for sure. And and so we we've done some collaborations. We did one with uh, my buddy uh, Steve from Hailstorm last week. Uh, we had my buddy Chris Betson from Transient. Um, so I've been drinking a lot of those beers, but uh, I was recently handed a crawler of a, uh, in a Idaho Seven IPA, mm. individual hot patterns. Yeah, that's by you, James. That is mine. And uh, as a fan of the Citra Hop and Idaho Seven, I really enjoy it. So it's oh, all Idaho you. Seven. Thank you. Really tasty beverage. Mm-hmm. James, let me fluff you a little bit here. Okay. You're crushing it down there, bud. Thank you. Uh, you uh, somebody brought in some bottles, and I haven't gotten into those. Mm-hmm. But from the very first bottle you gave me, the Judas. Yeah, Judas. Judas was fucking killer, and everything has just risen from there. That was your Thanks, first man. bottle. It was it your was. first like big hazy IPA there, too, right? Here's here's a thing. Here's a here's a little story about Judas. So I was he's at, a backstabber. Yes. Well. I have a whole thing about why I chose Judas as a name, <laughs> but I was at El Bay actually last week, and they have the bottle of Judas I gave the staff, and it's actually up top, and they yeah, it's they on have the, it it's on the rail, yeah, up top. Yeah, I feel I feel really proud about that. So I'm actually it's those cobwebs. I can't wait, but actually, if I can if I can talk a little bit about it, I'm gonna bring back Judas later this year. Do it. So I'm, I'm, I might uh, imperialize it, but I'm, I'm Ooh. pretty excited about Judas. Judas is a very good beer. I think uh, everyone loves Mosaic and Nelson. You can't really go wrong with those two. No, it's, it's, it's a good combination. It's a little, uh, you know, it's a little interesting as it is, but thank you. I, yeah. I appreciate your guys' support because, uh, as you all know, I look up to Barntown and Lua, so. I look to them as uh, people, especially with IPAs and dimensional. Yeah. So those are uh, people I look up to, and I try to kind of put that towards the consumer as I do it. Oh, my God. Is Grant doing some crazy <laughs> shit right now? I wish people could see that. Uh, if only podcasts were visual, right? Damn. This would this yeah, everything. I'm sure, I'm sure Wendy saw it, but. All right, yeah. guys. What's up? <laughs> That's it. No, uh, yeah, James, James, you're doing a great job. Uh, I have definitely been to Cordav more than I have been in the past three months than I have been in my life. So keep up the good you. work. Thank you. Good beard, good head of hair, good beards. So Yes, good head of hair. Hey, guys. Thank you for... Uh, uh, well, no, sorry. This is not an ending. This is an intro. Yeah. So this uh, episode coming up is great. <laughs> Dimensional folks are awesome. Give it a listen. You're going to love this conversation. Or not. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Vorloff Hour. This is an Iowa Beer podcast that focuses on the promotion, the continual growth of Iowa Beer. Through conversations with owners, brewers, and beer industry workers, guys, we we deep dive what makes Iowa beer excellent. I'm here, as always, with my good buddy James Heckathorn. Hey. <laughs> and Pete Holmgren. Yeah, his not-so-good buddy. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, <laughs> it's starting off great. <laughs> hey, as always, guys, uh, this podcast is brought to you by the Iowa Craft Brewers Guild. Uh, thanks for putting this on. And we have a special host today. It's one of our own. Lua Brewing Company. Oh, yeah, we're this sponsoring episode. this yeah. joint. Oh, yeah, that's Look happening. At us. Yeah. Historic Sherman Hills, oldest craft brewery. Yeah, that's amazing. 
So yeah, we are sitting here live from the not live from the Lua Tap Room down Recorded on, uh, live. on on 1525 High Street. High Street, right next to Agong. So, welcome. We have a Adong. Adong. Sorry, I didn't Jesus mean to. Jesus Christ. I've never been there. Uh, <laughs> it's Adong. So we're, we're joined tonight, guys. This is episode two of the podcast. We had, uh, uh, last time we had the inaugural episode with Alluvial up in Ames. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Snowy day. Yeah. Great cheeseburgers afterwards, yeah. too, by the way. Girlfriend was not impressed with me when I got home. No, I can't imagine she was. Bye. Uh, no, we have a, a re- really good uh, crew of guests here tonight, guys. We have uh, Dimensional Brewing Company from Dubuque, Iowa, all the way up there in Dubuque. We got the whole crew with us today. Uh, we have uh, uh, Shane Nipper. Knipper. Knipper. Oh, see? Shane Knipper. We have Grant Wolf. Hi. And we have Joe Bomber. Joe, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, so <laughs> we're going to just hop right into here. And uh, Shane, if you could just kind of take us on the uh, quick little backstory of uh, what Dimensional is, how it started. Uh, you want to pass that one off to Grant? Yeah, I'm going to let Grant take that yeah, one. Yeah, take that one, Grant, and uh, start that off, and then we'll deep dive into each one of you. Hi, my name's Grant, and Dimensional started with beer. It's pretty dope. Um, I used to be a teacher, special ed teacher, and I coached a bunch of different uh, sports, middle school and high school level, and I coached some of our future owners' kids in sports, and then he found out that like I made beer while we were hanging out at a, another local brewery at uh, Jubeck Brewing in uh, Dubuque, Iowa. Super cool dudes there. And then like a year and a half later, he finally took an invite to come out to the crib and try some beers that I had uh, homebrewed a couple of, uh, I think I had three five-gallon like batches like in corny kegs, like serving off of picnic taps, rocking that out. And uh, there was absolute chaos going on in the basement. Um, we were having a NFL draft party and there's a bunch of dudes down there playing like don't drink and drive like Mario Kart where you have to finish a beer yep. before like <laughs> uh, finishing the race. Mm-hmm. And so that was happening, they were popping that down. And then you're doing a good job. Right on. Is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I felt like I had to. I felt like I had to say something. Someone was, was getting blasted by an automatic Nerf gun, chugging a beer. Someone was shooting darts out of a Nerf gun at a dartboard, chugging beer. Classic. You know that kind of stuff. And he walks downstairs with his wife, and he's like. Yeah, we got to be at dinner in like 10 to 15 minutes, so, you know, th- thanks for the invite. It's like, okay, cool, just come out and stay as long as you'd like. And uh, ended up staying for like seven hours and getting totally hammered, and then the next day he's like, hey, you just want to open up a brewery? It's like, yeah, okay. Next day, I'm talking to, to Joe and another dude, and it's like, hey, let's, let's make this happen. And uh, a year and a half later, we were open, which is crazy, because didn't know that it would actually go somewhere and it did and it's been a blast and everything just fell in place and Shane came along fell in place I mean sorry it was really cool (laughs) good save we're only allowed we're only allowed four per episode so yeah just say it was really cool just like I can bleep it out yeah Yeah, can you dub in like a cool noise like a beer like pouring a or something like that. Yeah, for right. sure. For wow, you, Joe, anything. We should yeah. do it. Yeah. I'm actually gonna take that sample and I'll just put it up. Yeah. Thank you. 
<laughs> so that's Dubuque. So you guys opened in uh, the fall of 2018, November 21st. Just so happens to be my birthday. That was that was my 30th too. So that was a uh, congrats. I was not in Dubuque, however. I was in Bourbon, Illinois. But uh, so we we have three of you guys here. Um, you know, two of you are Dubuque uh, natives, and then we had a transplant. Were you? Shane, what, tell us your story, where you came from. Because you were kind of the outlier with the business brought in, correct? Yeah. Um, Take us down that road. Yeah, I grew up in Manchester. So Manchester is roughly 40, 45 minutes west of Dubuque. Mm-hmm. Um, graduated high school there, did, did the college thing, moved to Alaska for a summer, moved to Idaho for five years, ended up back in Manchester, my hometown. Uh, started brewing beer at Friends Street for a couple of years there, um, and then my my now wife uh, got into PA school, and I figured, hey, you know, it's time to move move with her. So uh, I knew these guys were opening up a brewery in uh, Dubuque, and reached out and met up with them. Uh, the interview process was very interesting. They asked me if I liked jorts what my thoughts on jorts were and i had no idea what i was getting into that's hilarious um so what'd yeah. you say so now here i am wearing wigs and uh chugging beers all the time but we're also making beers and it's really fun so um yeah so my backstory is i've, I've been in the brewing industry in the iowa brewing industry for uh let's see right around seven years now actually so oh wow really yeah see i have a kind of a personal connection because my every year my family's family reunion is in manchester oh cool so we used to spend a lot of time at franklin street cool man probably saw you there once or twice don't know though that probably maybe were you ever shaved no okay but uh even as, as a child you've never been shaved as a baby as no. a Bambi? <laughs> never, as, never as a Babby. Okay. But we would, we, yeah, we would come there, and when I worked at El Bait Shop, every time that drugstore cowboy would come in, usually around 2016, 2017, it would not be there for more than three days. Yeah. Same with, uh, what was it, Laurel? Yeah, Dirty Laurel. Yep. Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. Sorry, I had to nerd out a little bit there. I just, uh, oh, that was the only place to go in Manchester, <laughs> except for uh, Pizza Ranch. <laughs> Pizza Ranch. <laughs> Rumor is their chicken's really good, but I've never been there. My mom loves the chicken. She calls it Chicken Ranch. Chicken Ranch? Yeah. <laughs> BLT Pizza. Oh, I'm signing me up for that. Yep, yep. So you've been, uh, you've been brewing for a while, so that's cool. Grant, uh, take us down uh, your road, man. What, what about you? Are you homebrewed? What got you into homebrewing? And then after this, we're going to ask a very special question to each one of you guys. I have a lot of cousins that were uh, brewing beer at their own cribs, one in Alaska, some around the, uh, the old United States of America. And uh, my roommate, when he turned 21, got a kit from his older brother, and he brewed on his 21st birthday, and we drank that, and it was terrible. <laughs> that was pretty cool. And then we went to, like, a local, like, um, it was like kind of like a fundraiser for homebrewers to, like, kind of put on their stuff, and people got to come down and try their beer. And, and then I drank some of it, and I was like, okay. Well, if these people are confident enough to give this beer to people that they don't know, then I am going out and officially doing this because I've been thinking about it and reading up on it for years. And the, I immediately went the next day, 
and, and brought a, bought a uh, five-gallon kit. Um, I eventually, so I was doing that in our kitchen, flooding the kitchen sink and making, you know, water damage in the basement because of that. But that was all good. It was a learning experience. Um, ended up winning a football betting pool, and then I bought a bunch of new equipment to go all grain. And I had met Joe, like, the night before at a beer share. Um, and after that beer share, like, I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing with all grain. And then I saw him at the uh, brew shop, the local brew shop, and he was like, hey, I'm brewing tomorrow, all grain. You want to come by? And I was like, cool, yeah. I've, like, talked to you for, like, 10 minutes in my life, and I'm definitely going to go out to your house and then we've been bouncing ideas off each other ever since and uh, it's been pretty magical it feels right yeah we Thanks, you know we, we have a good connection that's for sure it feels right yeah <laughs> so it's, it's pretty much just the way i like it it sure is and i appreciate that about you thanks joe How's that for you guys? Is this is this good? That's great. No, that's great. I just <laughs> I was like I thought that there was gonna actually be a segue into Joe's story, but he just made it fucking awkward. So <laughs> that was good radio. We'll bleep that out. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for the dead air. Now we have to add it. <laughs> just give us more sound. Well, that's just another reason why my wife, wife, my my wife. Damn, Kenny. Why my wife joke, uh, huh? married me is for awkward silence. So um, yeah. <laughs> Kind of on the same lines as Grant here, you know, you get home brewing and you get brewing cool beers. Um, I started home brewing probably in the early, uh, 2010 probably, maybe 11, and back then there weren't a whole lot of breweries in Iowa, uh, not to mention the, the styles of, of beers that uh, I was trading for actually around the country because you couldn't really get good beer in Iowa and different beer and um, you know really experimental beer and things like that so I'm like well I guess I'm gonna just start trying to brew those things myself and that's kind of how I got into it you know doing mixed culture stuff and you know hazy IPAs and things like that so um, what were the beers you were trading for uh, back in the day, a lot of uh, Russian River, um, Alpine, you know, from the West Coast, um, all the New England stuff, you know, mm. uh, what do we have? You know, Treehouse when that came out, but even before that, you know, Hetty Topper. And what were you trading some for it? Toppling Goliath. That, that's the yeah. answer every time. Yeah. That's Same. it. <laughs> I, I knew nothing about beer trading, but I tweeted I was going to uh, Toppling Goliath one day and then... Um, my DMs went crazy from people all over the country saying, hey, send me some Toppling Goliath and I'll send you back this. And I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. Let's do it. So, yeah, definitely the gateway there. But Sorry for the awkward silence, Alex. <laughs> no, it's okay. We love awkward silence. We thrive on it, actually. Yeah. Um, my favorite question to ask um, is what's like your the beer that really got you into everything like what what's the beer that you're like holy shit i want to start getting into craft beer we'll give it to joe on this one (laughs) prepare for the next 10 seconds of silence (laughs) nope getting right into it um (laughs) (laughs) i'm probably the geezer here by a, a few years so uh i actually lived a couple summers in boise idaho uh when i was going to college and I was going to college from like 1999 to 2003, so 
it was back pretty far. And when I moved to Boise, I worked at a pizza place, and they had 15 beers on tap, and uh, 14 of them were craft. And, you know, I hadn't known a whole lot coming from Dubuque, Iowa. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of fell in love with all the different things um, they had on tap there. Uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, um, some of the Pacific Northwest stuff, you know, even like Red Hook and things like that were like, I guess, gateway beers for me. Um, you know, fat tire, people going to Colorado, you got to bring back the fat tire. So, you know, if you want to really put an age on me, I guess that was, uh, that's where I kind of got into it and then moved back to Dubuque and um, found out that they actually had Sierra Nevada at one of the bars in Dubuque because they requested it. So I was like, so I guess Sierra Nevada Pale Ale was kind of my gateway. So this is one thing that Joe and I kind of have in common. We both lived in Boise uh, and we both kind of, found craft beer in Boise, which is really weird. I lived there for five years uh, doing uh, salmon research for fishing game out there. And, yeah, I have to throw that out. <laughs> you said salmon research. Salmon research. When I th- It's a fish, Alex. <laughs> yeah, they swim to the ocean, and then they go back to the rivers. That's just great. Like, I wouldn't, I would never, I don't know, I guess I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Grant caught one with his bare hands in Alaska once. And he bit its head off. I hope he did. Um, I, just, I, I thought his last name was Wolf, not Bear. <laughs> that was a good dad joke. Uh, Pete Holmgren with the zingers here, everybody. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I started working at a bottle shop um, part-time when I was working fishing game. And uh, to be honest, it was pretty much a lot of Pacific Northwest beers. So like the shoots... A huge influence for me. That's um, one. Mm-hmm. All those California breeds, like you know, Sierra Nevada was a huge one. Mm-hmm. I actually got to meet Greg, Greg Co- uh, was it Cook? Cook. Cook from Stone. Um, he came to the uh, bottle shop that I worked at for uh, a tap takeover event that we had. Wow! And I fell in love with like Stone's IPAs. Like at that time, it was like the more bitter, the better. Like I was always seeking the the most driest like s- scrape your tongue you know bitterness yeah those were the ibu wars of yeah, the early the 2010s wars. yeah was that like the best buy and enjoy buy stuff uh those or were that. yeah that was way before then because yeah. the the enjoy buys were like they were hoppy but they were like super resinous and like yep. sweet mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. so oh okay and then uh <laughs> really enjoyed those beers by the way uh, i can't remember the name of the brewery out of baker city oregon but that guy started brewing at 10 Barrel before they sold out, and they were making some phenomenal beers. And they actually opened a tap room up in Boise when I was still living there, and I loved all their beers. Um, Cezanne DuPont was a huge... Mm-hmm. I used to drink a lot of Cezanne, mm-hmm. like a lot of Cezanne. Yeah. Um, I don't as much anymore, but I still respect that style. Um, I guess... I, you know, yeah. Uh, everyone says they respect it, but nobody drinks it, so nobody makes it anymore. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't sell as much, I guess. But uh, put, put lactose in it, and it will. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Pastry stays on. Pastry stays on. Let's I'm, go. I know I'm, I'm missing out on a lot of stuff. Yeah. There, but, uh, I'm sure Lua will make one. Thanks yeah. for sponsoring Lua. You bet. That's what yeah, Zach, for. make one. What about you, Grant? What was the, uh, uh, you know, the the ocean? beer for you and and i feel like you you guys nailed it i think sierra nevada 
is is pretty much everybody's. Uh, James had a similar one with you. He had to shoot uh, uh, Chainbreaker, was it? Chainbreaker, Chainbreaker? was really yeah. important to me. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Chainbreaker was their white IPA. Well, what, yeah, um, white IPA. Yeah. We can or, say that. Yeah. I, I thought we said we weren't going to do that anymore. It was an IPA. Okay. Belgian inspired. Ooh, Belgian IPAs. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Do you guys remember Brute IPAs? Yeah, those are cool for, like for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, a year and yeah. a half ago. Yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> uh, when I was still at Brickstone, we uh, we I put one on the the recipe sheet on the the schedule for like two months out. Uh, got all the amylase and all that stuff. And then never brewed it because they were already out of style by the time I was ready to brew it. Oh and I was God. like, eh. <laughs> Has Dimensional made a brew? Did you guys... Uh, we have not. That boat was uh, far, sunk. Far I mean, that, 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 yeah, that, sunk. Yeah. yeah. It started... The, it was the very bottom. It was right around here. Yeah. No, no, you're good. That craze started right around the time that we were, like, opening up. So we kind of, like, were on the downside trend of it. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Grant. Sorry, we interjected there with sorry, yeah. with brute IPAs. Uh, that's yeah. okay. That's just the way I like it. Um, it's a it's a deep reference for the real craft beer nerds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, moving back on to brute IPA. <laughs> Go ahead, Grant. <laughs> so, um, uh, one of my cousins, who is uh, much older than me, uh, was brewing a lot of his own beer, and we were visiting in Chicago. And he was like, hey, you want to try some of my homebrew? And I was like, you know, absolutely. Um, And he had a few different styles on. Um, I can't remember exactly what he had, but um, he brewed with a bunch of his buddies, and they filled a bourbon barrel. And he then, he's like, I apologize. This shouldn't be served at this temperature, but all my keg beer <laughs> is served out of the same fridge. So, like, here it is. And I was, and I was absolutely... Thank God there are still purists in the world. I was absolutely, like, blown away by having a barrel-aged beer. Like, I got all the flavor, none of the heat, and I was like, this is... This is fantastic. So after that, um, I was kind of like, all right, well, I'm not going to drink, like, my dad's beer anymore <laughs> or, or, like, whatever there is. Uh, I'm going to find I'm gonna find my own beer that I want to drink. So I started just, like, grabbing, like, mixed packs of whatever and was like, okay, like, IPAs are cool. That's the West Coast IPA. And um, a bunch of other stuff was fantastic. Um, and then... A few trips to like New Glarus Brewing, and um, I mean that's right up the road from you guys. I yeah, mean, what's that? It's an hour and a half, two hour it's drive. Hour and a half. Oh god, that's oh my god, man. beautiful country, beautiful, beautiful country. country. Yeah, yeah. It's James, you been up there? I haven't been up there, but I've had a lot of their beers. Oh. One of my best friends is from Wisconsin. He brings it back all the time. Yeah, but never been up there. I've heard it's like Lord of the Rings. Dude, we should. Well, yeah, because they have like the ruins behind the new, like the. the I'm talking. They're not even ruins. They're like before the ruins. ruins. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean like the original yeah, location? The OG. Yeah, uh, that was uh, good stuff. I remember like Fat Squirrel. It's like a nut brown ale, and it was like yeah, that was my favorite beer for a while. I like and Moon Man. Moon Man Moon is Man's fantastic. Totally naked and two women. Oh, totally Ooh. naked's great. Yeah. Oh my god. And what's that like cherry sour they do? Uh, um, oh, I don't. It's yeah. um, they release it in bottles. Fuck I think it's only like so once they have, a year. Uh, and, oh man, yeah, I'm literally like Belgian blank. Red. Belgian red, yeah. Oh man, that's a good beer. It's incredible. It's, it's uh, their R and D serendipitous. So cool. Yeah, they're Staghorn. Staghorn is super Staghorn? good. Staghorn? Yeah. Like the OG of fruit beers. Staghorn, yeah. OG fruit beers. Yeah, they make good beer. Shout yeah. out to Dan and Deb Carey. 
people. Shout out to New Glarus. Definitely not Iowa beer, no, but very but good beer. So but good. I feel like, so I mean, so it, it's, it's one of those, like, Iowa-adjacent breweries that... You see you know, it all the time in northern Iowa. You see it all the time up there, but it's also, it's, like, so close that it's inspired a oh, lot of breweries. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, Moon Man is literally one of the best pale ales. I mean, that's it's so pineapple and, like... Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. No, no, no. Just, Keep going. I, it's, I love that beer. Honestly, it's, it's like everyone, 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 like fawns over uh, um, Spotted Cow, and I love Spotted Cow. But Moon Man, Definitely. like, I'll get two cases of Moon Man to my one case of Spotted Cow when I go up there. Can we build them for this? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of Spotted Cow, every time I go over to uh, Pizzeria Uno in uh, Platteville, Wisconsin. Wait, that's a real place? Yeah. It is. I thought it was just frozen pizza. Okay. So, like, Pizzeria Uno in Platteville makes, like, deep dish pizza. And it's like, okay, I am getting my own Very picture good. of Spotted Cow to have with, like, my two slices yeah. of this, you know, thick deep dish pizza. Hey so guys, fantastic. can we can we pivot real quick from this pizza talk, which I'm I'm super passionate about. Love pizza, and um, let's talk about our sponsor Lua. Yes. And Pete, Pete's Pete's pouring up a little bit of uh, Dawn, one of their most recent uh, stouts, brewed with uh, a custom blend from Windmill. Windmill Coffee, Ames, Iowa. Vanilla and um, cacao nibs. And cacao yeah. nibs. Take us down a road on this beer that we're uh, uh, sampling here, Mr. Uh, Holmgren. Um, so we've always wanted to do a. All of our stouts are, are pretty heavy and thick, and uh, Zach wanted to go down the road of. Do you want to pour the rest? Yeah, there, James. yeah. Talk about it's it. making me uh, tingle on all the, <laughs> yeah. the right ways. But we never make a Just made a coffee-forward stout before, um, and we're good buddies with Windmill out of Ames, Iowa. We use. We use windmill in every um, stout or beer that we've ever done with coffee, and we definitely wanted to feature them. Um, so we had a Brew Dawn. They made a custom blend for us, and we made a custom coffee mug, and we sold that as like a package, and they they came and poured beer during our brunch for their bottle release. Wow. Or poured coffee. The bottle release. and It's a very tasty beer. Yeah, we're big fans of those guys, and they're super great. And we have their cold brew on nitro here, and which you can order, but the staff usually drinks through it, so it might be out when you come here. Yeah, I was like, is it with the custom beans? Yeah. Nice. Damn. Yep. I wish I would have known that like an hour ago. Yeah. You can't taste the custom on those beans, beans James. That's, uh, Wait, is this Folgers? You'll get a better palate one day, don't worry. <laughs> is this Folgers Hawaiian blend? Uh, there's a... Uh, I've, I've always talked about making a big barrel-aged beer coffee stout with Folgers, and then I was told that it was already done by a brewery. I won't mention what name, but it's a it's a brewery. But did they get the Folgers stamp of approval? No, but they used the, the they did use the Hawaiian blend. Did they say so, it was the best part of waking up? Is Folgers in my cup? Oh, f- we're sued. They probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Folgers, uh, the local Iowa roastery. Yeah. I think that's what's, that's what's great about this industry as it grows. I mean, you know, from the last uh, few years, you know, uh, the amount of breweries in the state of Iowa has grown. But the uh, adjacent businesses that are supported by breweries and help breweries, you know, your coffee roasters, your distilleries for barrels. Um, and I know, dimensionally, you guys... You guys use uh, a lot of barrels from a distillery up your guys' way. Could you talk about that for a few minutes? Blum Distillery. Distilling? 
Blombros. 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 They are. Shane, Shane, you take this one. Mike and Matt. Mike and Matt Blom are the bros. Um, what have they been open for, Joe? How many? How many years now? Five, six. I would say at least five or six. Yeah. Um, Might be closer to ten, actually. So they started getting big hype off what the Nodder stuff they're releasing, which was. Yeah. Uh, you know more about that background, I guess. Yeah, so they've been uh, distilling and they got some MGP stuff into and have been producing and blending some really good spirits. Not only, you know, not only their bourbon and their rye, but, you know, they also do really good um, vodka, rum, and they even do absinthe. But where's, yeah, they're. Where's Blom out of? Galena, Illinois. So okay. from our brewery, Deep driving City. over there, probably 20 minutes for nice. us to get there. and. They've been uh, supplying us with barrels, all different kinds, rye, four-year bourbon. We even got some of the Nodder barrels that oh were the 12-year the uh, aged uh, bourbon. So they've been totally awesome in supplying those for us. And um, I was we going, are super happy with how our beers have been turning out. I was going to say, I was going through your guys' untapped because, unfortunately, I haven't got to taste a bunch of your guys' beer, especially the dark stuff. But... You definitely seem to have a very close partnership with them, and especially early recently. Was it early, right? Yep. Is that the name? Yep. That was the oh most recent God. one. That stuff sounded amazing. I didn't hit on the lottery, but God damn. Was that stuff, like, so hype? I mean, I know it's untapped, so you take it with a grain of salt, but people love that beer. Yeah, I mean, I think everything that we've released barrel-age-wise we've been super happy with so far. Uh, knock on wood, we haven't had any any QC issues with anything. Um, everybody's been like, I, I don't know what else to say, but like, yeah, no, no, no. You guys very, should be super over, proud of that. Well, we're very overwhelmed by it because I mean, we're just three guys, like ran, you know, random guys. And you know, we think it, you know, tastes really good. And you know, you never know how the public perception is going to be when it comes to those things. And you know, it's like, wow, we really think this is good. And you know, we release it, and you know, we're all we're all pretty much perfectionist when it comes to a lot of things as well so you know there are always things that we're picking out that we're like maybe that could have gone this way or maybe it could have gone that way so it's really hard to tell what the public's going to think of your beer and then it really makes us feel good when you know there is a, um, a a positive reaction and people are liking what we're producing you know that's what we're the most appreciative about and that's why we got into this you know because you know, Definitely weight off your shoulders when somebody likes the beer you put out. Ten four. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, like going back to Blom, it reflects back to the fact that the spirits they're putting out are phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. I think we can all speak on that. Where are you strictly Blom Brothers? Uh, for or? the most part, probably about ninety eight, ninety nine percent of our barrels mm-hmm. are are Blom. Um, just because we have that great partnership with those guys right now. But we are getting some store picks and stuff and uh, nice. random bar- barrels here and there. But, yeah. Well, I think it speaks definitely to your guys' craft that Blom is a big pull, too. But then <coughs> the beer that you guys have been able to pull out and even when you guys, like, Mortal Combat, when you did the non-barrel-aged version of that, too, like, people love that stuff. And, like, just the way that you're able to adjunct it in a way that is, like, extremely layered and that not you're just hitting, like, a bunch of different flavors, right, but that they combine together and make an extremely competent beer. And people appreciate that. And the fact that you guys have been able to do that um, in just a short few years, too, speaks really highly, especially to eastern Iowa, where you don't have as much representation as we do in, like, central Iowa. And so dimensional is is a huge high point definitely when it's coming to craft beer like that so 
I appreciate that as a drinker, not just as a brewer, but like as someone who is able to appreciate that beer, it's amazing. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah, and you guys are kind of in this interesting area because, you know, as 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 businesses and breweries in central Iowa, we pull from 98% of our customers are Iowans are local to us. But you guys are in this weird area of the state where, mm-hmm. you know, you could throw a rock east and hit Iowa or Illinois and throw a rock northeast and hit Wisconsin. Wisconsin yeah. Right? So, so, oh, is that a tri-state area? Tri-state? Area. I've oh, got a wow. hell of an arm. I can definitely make that happen. <laughs> I would like to see that. And next time we're up there, I'm going to put you to it. But, so, I mean, like, I mean, what, what, what's like, what's that like? I mean, because do you see? So, I started playing baseball at a really early age, and I could develop my arm strength. Um, <laughs> like, baseball really is what you're calling it. Cool. Yeah. And then, you know. Do you, what, uh, what's the um, weight of a baseball compared to a 22-ounce bomber? I think, I think you're going to say a cheeseburger. The difference is next. But is it an Australian uh, (laughs) swallow or is it an African swallow? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So I I guess, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to talk on because, like, you know, you guys are obviously pulling from different different states, but that's your local area. And it's, I mean, to me, I guess I've never lived in an area like that. You know, it's like everything else. So, I mean, do you do you see trends going towards Wisconsin or Illinois that you have? I mean, because obviously Blom Brothers is your supplier, and that's an Illinois place, but it's 20 minutes from your, 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 your door, whereas, you know, any distillery in Iowa is up two hours away. And, yeah, our tap room is on Main Street in Dubuque, which is kind of the street that has um, some other bars and restaurants and things like that. And the Julian Hotel. The Julian, the historic Julian Hotel is what they call it. You know, big shout-out Al Capone. You know, he used to stay there. But, yeah. Is that uh, the place with cool. the rent-by-the-hour rooms? No. no. That's, that's about a block away. <laughs> but, yeah. What's the address? I would have gone down to his basement, but I couldn't figure out the dog gate. <laughs> couldn't figure out the dog gate at yeah. Joe's house. No, I was at Shane's house. It wasn't at my house. Anyways, yeah. So we've been, uh, yeah, we've been seeing a lot of people from the Madison area and Chicago area coming in, and that's been totally cool. You know, just us as people that work in the industry, seeing people coming from far away, and uh, yeah, it's cool to tap into those. Uh, other states and things like that and obviously we self-distro right now and we don't really self-distro that much but um, knowing that we have people coming in from not just Iowa and other states is you know it's pretty humbling and it you know makes us feel pretty pretty good about what we're doing so so how have you guys been able to weather kind of the last year here when we're uh, dealing with COVID and because um, it, it's a pretty pertinent topic when it comes to, I mean, all of us as brewers, right? And the, the establishments that we work for. So, and especially with you guys being so new to the scene too. So you guys were what, a year and a half, two years in, and then COVID happened. So how did you guys kind of pivot um, from not being able to just do straight up tap room? Um, so we, we, we tried to be very proactive on everything that we did as far as taking care of our staff and um, our customers that wanted to come in and still get beer. Um, so we had St. Patty's Day things that were kind of happening. And then the following day, it was like, okay, we're going to be like shut down and 
a couple of days. So it's like, okay, well, we have all these these Crowler beers. We didn't have a canning line at the time, which we now have, and we got that during COVID. Yeah, yeah obviously. What? October. Right. Like it's still been the same year. Like, okay. So, uh, right. Um, so we we were like, okay, we got to open up on like Monday and Tuesday to try to like sell the rest of the crowlers that we have on hand and then if people want other beer we'll we'll crowler that off like on the spot so we were because like we're going to be open for two days like that's that's going to be it so um i was working those two days with another guy up front and that two days turned into to like 28 days really quick and i was working like 28 days straight and then Shane wasn't getting any help in the back during the day until like Joe got off from his job and it was just a a really long process and on top of that we were also scheduled to get new tanks in to uh, get some additional tanks Um, boss man was like yeah we we probably wouldn't be getting these tanks if like it had happened like three weeks earlier we would have like canceled that order yeah well that was a weird one too is because we at Barntown had brewed with you guys I believe it was two or three weeks before we all got shut down. It was early. Was that March. Undercaker? No, this was uh, what was that beer called? The Banana Fosters one. Oh, oh, Banana Girthquake. State Man. Girthquake. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, uh, yes. it was a girthy one. Yeah. But did did sorry to interrupt. You no, now. go for it. Yeah. But did the fact like because you were primarily going to to go, did that influence what you were brewing? We we actually. Like, once we found out, like, hey, we're going to stay open, we were like, well, let's just do stuff that's um, going to be more beer nerd-centric. And, like, let's mm-hmm. do um, some different kinds of, like, sours and uh, throw out different IPAs. And let's, like, really just try to try to keep it fresh and, like, hopefully keep people happy during these, like, tough times. So was it kind of liberating in a way that you could be more experimental? Um, we've always had the freedom to do what, what mm-hmm. we wanted to brew. Um, our... Um, Jeff gives us complete like sure. control of like what we want to do and we can experiment all we want and it's really fun to be able to do that um, we want to have a beer on tap that if you like this style like you probably like we hope that you can find a beer that you like to drink when you're in our tap room um, and if you don't that's, that's fine but uh, we're going to try to make that <laughs> happen for you we were just uh, ripping out as many crawlers as we possibly could at that time, you know, uh, you know, looking at labor costs and things like that. It's like, holy cow, our labor costs are up. But, you know, we were hand-filling just a ton of crawlers every week, and we were just extremely, you know, gracious and overwhelmed at the same time because we had such a good following of local people that were coming in and, you know, buying a, a bunch of crawlers to go and things like that. So it's like... We really didn't know what to expect, and it was kind of doomsday when it did hit. And then after that, it was like, holy cow, you know, like our following is good enough where, you know, we can move some beer. And, you know, we had to put it in crawlers. We actually burned up a crawler machine in the process and had to get another one. But, um, yeah, no, it was we were really happy about the fact that, you know, we had such a good following. But, you know, it kind of was overshadowed a little bit by you know you can't have your tap room open and you can't do a lot of the other things that you can do so it was kind of good in some ways and bad in other ways so we really just had to figure out how to you know move our beer and figure out how to get our beer out there the best way that we could yeah i think you guys uh you know i think it was all about pivoting 
in those moments. You know what I mean? Like going from, okay, we're open, we're serving beer across the bar to customers to, oh shit, I either have to sell through all my product and then we're done, or we get sell through all our product and we keep going depending on whether we still have people supporting us, right? And I feel like the, the craft beer community in Iowa fucking showed up absolutely for these breweries. I, think, I know... I think we can all speak to that one, yeah. Uh, I, know, I know they did at Barntown. I know they did for uh, Lua, and I know they did for you guys, 100%. because we're all sitting at this table right now. Yeah. Happily employed by these businesses and last year was pretty good to us you know other than all things considered all things considered yeah i mean sales wise like great year yeah i i, I just, yeah it's i know you guys had a great year yeah, too. We, 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 we had a great year and it's like one of those things like it kind of sucks to talk about you know but i think it, there's there's a lot of factors involved and you know where at barntown we're a brew pub so even if we lose the beer component, the food's still killer and people still come there for that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys were strictly a tap room and you have a food component, but at the time you didn't. I mean, that, that, that place hadn't started, that kitchen hadn't started at that point. I mean, maybe maybe a month in at that point, because maybe not even at that point. But, uh, you know, you guys were strictly relying on people coming into your establishment, setting at your bar, at your tables and buying pints and that's uh it's such a crazy year and like i feel like we can all see like the i don't want to say finish line because that means it was a race that we all wanted to be in but like you can see the end the end is near maybe i don't know like we can see the light at the end of the tunnel i think we can and um i mean you could already tell by just people showing up with this that fake spring we just got across the state like you can tell people are when it's all done it's this summer's gonna be nuts, yeah. and but uh, <laughs> we're very lucky to be on the other side of it. Yeah, Mike. oh for sure. I mean, yeah, I think we're on the uh, the 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 flow of the ebb, or the ebb of the flow, whichever one I guess you look at. It. But uh, yeah. so I mean, up there that way. I mean, how did I mean other than like you sold through those crawlers? Did you have that canning line on order at the time of shutdown, or was that like, oh, you know what? let's make this cost because it's going to help us through this year um so we realized really quick um, once COVID hit when we were you know we burned up a crawler machine and we were crawling a lot of uh cans you know we realized at that time and um jeff our owner is like you know we need to move this uh canning line thing you know a canning line was in kind of our five-year plan and he's kind of like well you know who knows how long this is going to go on so let's start doing some research and let's you know order the one that's going to work the best for us so you know without that support you know from ownership you know it wouldn't be the way that it is right now either so we're appreciative of that yeah i mean labor costs are very high when you're running a you know a crowler line (laughs) you have multiple guys right you know doing Whereas, you know, canning line, you can pump out, at least on our system, we're doing like, you know, 20 cans a minute. Yeah. And Ooh. we can run it with three guys max. Yep. You know, two guys if we really hustle. But um, cuts down labor costs. You're pumping out a lot more beer. Less time. QC's better. QC's, QC's better. a lot better. 100%. Cans are so much better. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that was the... Uh, I remember at Barntown, one day, within like the first two weeks of the shutdown, we sold 300 and some odd crawlers in the one day. Good Lord. And it was just like, it was just stupid. And we got our canning line at the right time. So, you know, like for you guys to be able to get one 
and arguably it was over six months from from you know the shutdown to then but how's that changed kind of your what you plan on brewing i mean have you have you switched to like oh let's go to more can like can cannibal beers or you know do you i mean that that happens i've always worked at packaging breweries Mm -hmm. so you know the pars always change based on uh you know what you're to do we were strictly production everywhere now kind of at barntown it's we're, we're trying to mitigate the you know post winter coming out of covid uh, <laughs> uh oh god now do we do more keg yeah okay we have to do more kegs because bars are opening up and we're selling more kegs there so what's kind of that, that that been for you since you've got that like the learning curve on packaging i mean we're, we're canning at least some volume of every beer that we're that we're brewing i would say um depending on the style uh you know we're pretty small seven barrel at the point at this point um so there's not a lot of room there to to can a large volume so it's like we're canning enough for our tap room we might have some small distro kegs there and then the rest is for our, our draft lines um it shifted our brewing schedule to a very like trend oriented brewing schedule so we're doing a lot of those hazies we're doing a lot of those sours we're doing you know those stouts that everybody wants um we want to do the beers that we love which we love all those beers don't get me wrong but we do like to do the the lagers and the pilsners and stuff like that and uh sorry about that um (laughs) we want to do those but you know time you know um we need to turn tanks as fast as we can at this point and uh we're just gonna keep rocking with those trendy beers because um, those are the ones that are selling the most at the, at this point in time. So, but we also um, during like the the winter months, which are supposed to be like the, you know the slower months, we were busy yep. just like let's uh, let's fill barrels, like let's yeah. fill barrels. Hell yeah, fill barrels. Oh, what do we? Oh, we have a tank. Oh, let's fill barrels. <laughs> yeah, and. It, just having to like sometimes keg it off and then put it back into like barrels when Blum is like yeah, we're ready. barrels like hey let's let's go uh, make this happen um, and now uh, now we're kind of behind on like everything because like we were <laughs> making stuff for like barrels which are going to be in there for like you know like whatever a year plus or right. whatever it might be when they're ready they're ready when they're ready they're ready that's for us to decide and you to find out mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean looking at your looking at your guys's uh, list of beers that you have on i mean you have a very very widespread like diverse list of beers i mean uh you know just looking at this picture you have hazy ipa double hazy ipa triple hazy ipa sorry triple hazy ipa you have uh yeah that collab with lua you have uh stouts on you have adjuncted stouts i know you're releasing a non-adjuncted barrel-aged stout. Wait, this is going to come out way like after that, so you'll be fine. Uh, you don't even know. I told the world. <laughs> uh, you know, you have uh, laggers on. Uh, Dubuque, Dubuque Pils, Dubuque Lager. Pilsner Dubuque. I love that beer. I got a four-pack, and I absolutely adored it. You know, you have uh, kettle sours. You have overfruited sours. You know, you have a little bit of everything, you know, and that's, uh, I think a diversified tap list is like what brings people in, you know, and that's, uh, that's a good beer name, really actually. just like people to be like, ooh, baby, you got what I need. You look, if but you sing more than 10 seconds, we get charged. Yeah. You got 15 seconds. Oh, is it 15? Oh, then we're good then. And you, and you can't sing happy birthday. I, I sang it off 
you know, like cue just to like make sure that. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> they instead as long Got as you. what I need. need. <laughs> Yeah. So the very first. Wait, Grant, are you gonna vortex this bottle? The very first. Uh, oh man. Put me on the spot. The you would, you that okay, doesn't we'll play see. for radio very well. Does Here it, it goes. It does not. Oh my god! Look oh at my god! Him. He, t- he took it straight to the dome. I feel like Bill Paxton in Twister. That was so crazy. <laughs> you're, you're the cow that was like Shut flying up. over there. <laughs> Dorothy, yeah, uh, that's crazy. We got cows. Sorry, I can't stop. Don't, somebody else take the mic. I can't with Twister. No, we can talk about Twister all day long. Is this a Twister podcast now? <laughs> Please be sensitive about Twisters right now. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, we're currently in tornado season, guys. Yep. Wait, are we? We're getting there. Wait, you didn't see the south? Yeah, dude. Like Oklahoma got ripped the last few days. Okay, I'm up at Iowa, apparently. Oh well. <laughs> um, I have Twister on VHS still. Also, now we're way past Bismarcky, but I'm still gonna say the thought that I had. The very first brewery I worked at was Temperance Beer Company. We had Bismarcky come out and play a show there, no. and it was like six months after I quit, and I was so pissed off. I was like, I should still get like. Tickets to go to this, but I don't want to because yeah, I, but you didn't work there anymore. You were I didn't just work a friend. there anymore. Yeah, well, I wasn't even just a friend. But yeah, well, yeah, I was. Just, just I see. It took me a second. Like, <laughs> uh, yes. So you know, I, I, I feel like you know, guys, we're here sitting in Lua Brewing Company, which is we've said it once, we're going to say it again. Historic, Historic Sherman, Sherman Hills, Hills oldest, oldest craft. operating craft brewery. Yeah. Uh, founded Thank founded you. in 2019. <laughs> so, uh, and what's this next beer we're drinking? We're, we've passed this, a few this beers. This is around. Soothsayer. We had we had Dawn. Now we're drinking Soothsayer. This, this is, is Pseudo Sue. We gotta, we gotta cut James's uh, <laughs> mic off here in a second. 48 minutes. It's our newest. Uh, we have a release this weekend. Well. It'll be in the past. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're drinking before you. Last weekend we had a release. But we'll, uh, this will be part of our release. We're releasing a Pulper Rock Stout and two new IP, uh, a double IPA and Tiny Evil Light, which is our all citrus. Oh, yeah, yeah, that beer. Yeah, we had that one the other day. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. The beer was phenomenal. Yeah. Mm. But if you ever buy any of our bottles, uh, Eston Bennett is our artist, and he yeah, slays it. He's uh, actually Zach's roommate from college when they went together went, went there together at the university of minnesota he's a ding dang talent That's okay so said. we're drinking uh citro mosaic cryo mosaic idaho seven oh cryo idaho seven and what? columbus columbus i am, I am in for this man we don't yeah. talk we don't talk about him anymore when he was like going for like those illustrations with somebody just like hey you should go for it <laughs> Because he went to Minnesota, yeah. and, like, they're the gophers and stuff. You know, like, you guys get it? It's a joke. Like, I, I really <laughs> like it. Yeah, Zach, what's, what's that I, about the gophers? I really like the art, but it also looks like he was just like, cool, I'm going to drink a bunch of soothsayer, and then... And then when the alcohol is affecting my brain, draw. <laughs> Absolutely. I haven't met him yet, but it, seem, it seems like it seems like that's how it goes. Uh, but in all seriousness, thank you, uh, Lua, once again for sponsoring this episode. It wouldn't be uh, – we couldn't do it without you and the Iowa Brewers Guild to make this wonderful show, the Vorloff Hour, happen where we can have great people on, like, dimensional brewing companies. And we're, so. we're just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Carl's place here at Lua. So I do want to talk about you. So um, 
There's a nonprofit in Chicago called Hope for the Day. They are a mental health nonprofit, uh, and they are doing a big beer collaboration similar to uh, the um, All in This Together that uh, happened at the beginning of COVID. It's very similar to uh, Black is Beautiful from Weathered Souls down in Texas, um, you know, after uh, George Floyd was murdered. Um, and this one's called Things We Don't Say, IPA. Uh, and it's a craft beer for mental health. So it's uh, Eagle Park Brewing, uh, partnered with yep. uh, Malt Europe, uh, uh, Hollingberry and Sons, and Hope for the Day to... to uh, it's just kind of a collective independent craft mm-hmm. beer community to smash the stigma around mental health uh, with the release of the things we don't say, a craft beer for mental health. Um, so the project was created to help shift how we approach mental health by encouraging uh, people to... Jesus Christ, what is going on right here? Zach is a very gracious fella. Yeah. A giant brown box of beer was just sat in front of us. So, can you guys can you guys can you guys speak on your personal connection to this project? Yeah, because I, uh, I, I, you know, looking up uh, uh, the hope for the day has a very important thing for Alex Lovingood for myself. Um, so my buddy Joel works for the company, uh, and he reached out to me right away, and he was like, "Hey, we're doing this project. I need Barntown to sign on." And I was like, in a heartbeat, yes. So we signed up right away. And then to see, like, the list of over 100 breweries now sign up, and then, you know, at least 10, 12 Iowa breweries are signing up. And then I saw Dimensionals on there. I was like, this is awesome, you know, because these are people I really care about and love yeah. that are also, you know, uh, standing up and saying something. So you bet. Um, I, can, I can speak for myself uh, in the fact that, I mean, I've, I've dealt with mental health issues before. I think some of us and others will speak here too. Um, it took me a long time to figure that out and a lot of like really rough times in my life to figure that out. Uh, and I found help with medication and hobbies that keep me, you know, busy, keep my mind busy, keep me happy, happy in life. Um, I just want, I just want to spread that, to spread that, you know, awareness to like, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. If, if you're not feeling if you're not feeling like yourself, it's okay to be that way. Like, yeah. you need to talk to other people, um, get out there, and just ask for help. Don't, don't, don't keep it bottled up. Um, so this is a great project for me, and I'm I'm gonna let these guys talk to you about it. Um, when I saw it pop up on on a, I think it was an Instagram. I saw it pop up when Eagle Park shared it. I'm like, this is definitely something I want to do. Bounce it off these guys. They're like, yes, 100 percent boss man jeff was like do it uh so yeah we're doing it um we got uh all the stuff lined up we're gonna brew it in probably two to three weeks and release it early may i think for uh, mental health awareness month so yeah kind of piggybacking off shane you know it's just something that you know everyone's dealt with either you know directly or indirectly and you know i'm in the education field as well on top of it so you know, when Shane kind of brought up, I didn't know anything about it. Shane brought up, hey, we should do this beer. You know, it's a pretty important thing to spread awareness. And like Shane said, you know, like let people know that it's okay. You know, to, if someone's struggling, if someone, you know, isn't feeling the way that they want to, you know, getting that awareness out there is, you know, just as important as everything. And 
the when we first started Dimensional Brewing, it wasn't just about the beer. It was about the beer, and it was about spreading community and giving back, too, on top of it. So it wasn't just, hey, we're going to be a bunch of goofy dudes doing crazy stuff. It's like, you know, let's give back to our community and let's, uh, you know, spread the well-being and things like that. So, you know, we're really happy to be part of this and um, we're going to brew it in a couple weeks and we're really excited and it just feels good to get back. It's definitely the stuff that we get jazzed up the most about um, being able to help out um, things that we really care about, things that other people really care about. Um, we've, we've always wanted to build community and culture with our beer being the platform and um, it's it's really been a dream come true uh, to make to make those kind of things happen. So whenever we get a project like this that we can jump on board with, we are we are all about it, and uh, we try to get very involved. Pre-COVID, we would have like donation tip nights, and our staff volunteers to come in and work, give up their tips um, to these organizations, and we staff plenty of people. We have to do staff rotations because all of our staff wants to work those nights, um, and it is it is. <laughs> I can't even describe how happy I am to, to be a part of um, our brewery family um, and have everybody jump on board to, to do this kind of stuff. And our owners, our owners are fantastic in uh, wanting to do that kind of stuff. And um, we hope to get that back up and rolling as, as soon as we possibly can when it's in the, you know, the safest way that we can do it. But um, doing this one right now um, means a lot. Um, to us personally and um, hopefully um, the people that want to drink the beer too and everything else that goes along with it. That's huge, guys. I really appreciate that you guys are able to come together for this. Really, Especially... It, it's, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Now you're I, good, well, I was going to say, it's really indicative, especially recently, that we're able to use kind of our clout as craft brewers to bring awareness to some of these some of these issues that affect other communities too and also our community as well right and that we're able to use that as um to 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 bring awareness i knew it it's amazing i don't know like we've all shared our stories too it's like we've we've all been affected by it I know, you know, I've had my issues with it as well. And uh, it's just nice to see you guys do that. Yeah, I mean, mental, mental health affects a lot more people than, you know, you think. You know, like, uh, the people that are affected by it don't think that way. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you look around at people and, like, so many people are just, like, medicated for it even, you know, or seeing, seeking help through therapy. Or We just need it to be... A normal thing. Like it shouldn't be stigmatized. It should not yeah. be yeah. a stigma. Well, especially in the industry we're in, which is dominated by males who don't, you know, bottle don't seek help out or yeah, they bottle up. Yeah, it's very the machismo factor. Yeah, exactly. Right? You don't want to. You don't want to show. It's, it's masculine not to go to the doctor. It's it's it, it's not right right to go to to see a therapist or anything. But you know that's what should be normalized, right? And that's what I feel like this project's a, a lot of it's about, right? Yeah, and that's um, yeah, and that's actually something too. You know, I mean, the the name things we don't say uh, that they that was primo. The name things we don't say actually started from a brewery out east in Boston called Wandering Soul, um, 
and it was a, a, a guy named Matt Smith who, who coined the name. And so the name came from them, and he did it because he called it Things We Don't Say in, in 2019 to highlight the impact of his own mental health. Um, he lost a child to a miscarriage and stillbirth. And for me, when I saw that, it was like super brought home to me because that's, you know, my, you know, I moved here in 2019. And right after I moved here, my wife suffered a late-term miscarriage. And then, you know, coming into two, 2020 to COVID to, you know, my wife being pregnant and then our baby coming 15 weeks early. Uh, it's just been a shitty year. And there's like all these things. And like my wife's like, Alex, you need to just like talk to somebody i'm like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine but i was like not sleeping every night i was you know getting pissed off easily i was having all these anxiety these these anxiety just issues like not like nothing sparked joy in my life thanks marie kondo for that that term a few years back but nothing sparked joy and you know it's one of these things where it's like there's so much unresolved shit and all the all the whole time it's like it's like I'm me. I'm a brewer. I'm an outgoing person. Like this is I have to put on a face for everybody, because that's what I've done for the last eight years in my life. And 2020, I think, was the best year for everybody because we were stuck at home doing nothing. You know, we weren't going out and seeing our friends for us to kind of think on ourselves. And and I don't want to put my plate in front of anybody else's. I think everyone had a bad year, but it was a pretty shitty year for the loving goods you know so when it came to mental health it's something that i've been trying to look into a lot more and talking to my buddy joel from hope for the day and 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 doing this and i've started seeing a therapist like you said like i fought that for years i was like i don't need to see talk to somebody i can i've got people that i can talk to we're all good everything's fine but it's not okay you know and it, it, it is it is okay i wear this bracelet and i wore i put this on in in 2019 for phobab from hope for that i says it's okay not to be okay have hope and it's like one of those things i'm like i wear it you really have to think about that and that's from hope for the day and i think doing this beer and raising money for this and yeah they're you know it's mental health and suicide prevention but their big goal at hope for the day is just to just bring light to it man like everyone has fucking issues education I mean- education and let's 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 talk about it because if we don't talk about it nothing's going to change right so like every brewery that's participating gets so many hours of like education with this as well mm. from my understanding yeah and um i sat in on the zoom meeting that they did over last weekend when i was down in arizona joel hit on, hit on that very, very like very well he's like he's you know, one of my very best friends yeah 100 and he's amazing like, people we thought like 12 people would sign up for this and we're well over 100 now. And, and like multiple countries he's like, too. He's like, this added so much work to my, you know, schedule with having to, you know, do all this education. But it's awesome. Like 100% awesome. So I'm, I mean, I think we're all very ecstatic to be a part of something that's going to spread some knowledge. And yeah. mm-hmm. just let people know that, you know. We're in the same boat as you. Yeah. And this was, uh, you know, just for Barntown, we were <clears throat> actually had planned a collaboration with Hope for the Day last year to be released during uh, Mental Health Awareness Month in May. And then, you know, the shutdown happened, so everything kind of got tabled for a while. Sure. Um, and it was a huge bummer because it's, it, you know, it does mean so much to so many people and just like, let's fucking talk about it, man. You know? I and think I, it especially in in the community we're in too yeah it's like craft craft beer it's just like 
it, it can be a lot of things, right? This could be a whole conversation. But and, 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 and I, I was going to talk to you guys, and I'll say it on air, but I think for our May episode, we should definitely bring in the folks from Hope for the Day I would love and, that. And, and have a mental health conversation because you're, 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 you're heading that direction with what you're saying is if you have dark thoughts and you're not feeling good and you mix that with fucking seven or eight beers... That's not a good recipe. And, and it's good to be... <laughs> exactly. And, it, and it's good to be cognizant of that, right? And that, I think, is what a lot of that is. But yeah, uh, Nicole from... Uh, Mal, Mal, how do you pronounce it? Malt, Malt Europe is Malt what Europe, I call it. Yeah. I think she's going to come sit in our, on our brew day when we do it in a, in a few weeks. Awesome. She reached out. And, yeah. So that's super cool, too, because like, these people really actually care very much about this project and they want to be involved in it as much as possible, just as much as we do. So it's very cool. Yeah. I should have asked. It's that. just cool. That's, you know, that's. We can get that out there. You know, we can be advocates, but we can also be people that, you know, you can talk to. And, you know, the community, the bigger the community, the better it is. And, uh, yeah, we're just really happy and really proud to be part of the program. And I know it's something that. Uh, I know Hope for the Day is, uh, was last year's, well, sorry, last year at iBest, Hope for the Day, and actually it was Joel that came on and and spoke during uh, the virtual iBest. So I think this is something that uh, a lot of people need to hear about. And if our small breweries in Iowa can help spread the word and this small podcast can help spread the word, then God bless it. Let's do our best. Let's uh let's let's taste out one more Lua beer real quick. Let's do it. And I think this is the third and third and final one that you guys are releasing. Yeah. This tiny, one's called Tiny, tiny Beam, Beam of Light. Of this is that all Citra one, this correct? This is a good one. This one. I think Citra good. and Cryo Citra. Oh, she's a citra. stinky boy. Oh my Our god. Robot. That is green. I don't know ladies. if I ever um if we ever mentioned it publicly, but we tried to brew this when we first opened, and we had to dump it. Uh-oh. You know what? I think that's something, too. It's like, in the brewing industry, like, you have shit that goes wrong, and, yeah. you know, you can dump it that drain, and that sucks, like, opening that valve, putting it down the drain, but sometimes it's needed. It always reminds me of... Cisco, uh, because you got dumps like a truck. <laughs> 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 What? What? Sorry. Thanks for the but, beers, uh, Lua. There's a, I read a tweet one time. I was like, if you can't afford to dump a beer as a brewery, you shouldn't be open. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think... Uh, I mean, I, I dump every other batch. <laughs> Shut the fuck every just other? to get ahead of the game. <laughs> just to, I'm like, just trying even, to average it out. Even man. if it tastes good, I'm just like, well, we gotta, we gotta keep it going, so... James Fox. <laughs> That's four-time fan. It wasn't on, it wasn't on mic. He wasn't, on, he wasn't on mic. He's yeah. fine. Yeah. So this is Tiny Be Light. This is a Cryo Citra and regular Citra. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We, uh, one of the yeah, few beers we brought back. It was, that's we a, brought, had it back that in. That is uh, a uh, uh, green, sticky, stanky beer. So Another good, uh, good artwork by Eston, too. Yeah. Eston kills and it. And this one, this one. I like this one a lot more. This one looks like he actually finished his coloring. So I like this one a lot. No, I'm joking. I, I joke about the labels. They, they are absolutely gorgeous labels. You should be uh, glad that uh, Zach isn't here right now. I told him earlier. It's fine. Yeah. Maybe we can joke about things. We're friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, hey. Uh, How cool would those labels look like as a neon light, though? Like, think about it. Right? 
That'd be a very squiggly neon light. <laughs> yeah, squi- squiggly neon. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Ooh, squiggly neon. There it is. We figured out. There you Just go. Make sure that it's not squiggly a black light. Wiggly. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dimensional, tell us what you guys got coming up soon. You have uh, some beers coming out. You got some barrel-aged beers coming out, possibly. Some non-adjuncted barrel-aged beers. Also, what's the point of not adjuncting a barrel-aged beer? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you got more jock jams coming out? <laughs> jock jams? Yeah. Jock juice. Jock juice? Oh, sorry. We do, yes. Yeah. What Pete, the f- Lemon Pete lime. Pete? Yeah. Pete what asked about jock juice. Yeah, we got jock juice coming. Out. What's the name on this one? Good ball movement. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. That's actually it. No, yeah. We it's heard not, it. It's not even funny, guys. We're all Wait, basketball fans. Real? We heard it in a basketball yeah. game. It's, it's your original line. video for the release of Jock Jams was Follow the Mitchell's Patreon. Man. Oh, man. Sorry. Yes. Only fans. Yeah, we got our burn on during that video. We had a couple hundred dope. views on that. What's the, uh, what's the, uh, how much, uh, <laughs> how much Gatorade are you using to mash in? Like, in- Infinity? It's actually like sweat. Electrolytes. <laughs> oh, nice. Dude. Nice. The good salts. Performance enhancing chugs. Oh my god. Like Please that. tell that's me good. that's a beer name. Uh, it's kind of our it's, it's kind of our slogan for that beer. Yeah, we kind of do Performance that enhancing chugs. Yeah. I yeah. love that. After we squat barrels and stuff, we usually do performance enhancing chugs. We get a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing. We do. <laughs> Hey, so uh, welcome back, guys. Alex Lovingood here. We just took a short little break there. Take three. Uh, the end of this episode has come, and so, you know, we kind of like to just kind of chat about what's coming up uh, at the businesses. So, Shane, Grant, Joe, what do you guys got coming up at Dimensional? Anything fresh? Uh, let me start. We'll start. How about we start with Barntown? Yeah. yeah. Is that okay? Do you guys mind if I talk? Uh, yeah, I guess so. So when this episode released, we will have just released three new beers. We got a uh, IPA coming out that uh, with Talis and uh, Nelson and uh, Citra. Guys. Yep, that's not a, be knife. a tasty one. That's not a knife. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Braggot coming out. Ooh. When's the last time you heard of a brewery releasing a Braggot? Uh, wow. Maybe yeah. Rogue. I don't yeah. Know, it like you're bragging about it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, we did this one with Misbehaving Meads out in uh, uh, Valparaiso, Indiana. So. Uh, you know, half mead, half beer situation there, and then we do uh, we do have a barrel aged beer coming out uh, too. It's called Pure Bliss. It's a imperial stout with mm. no adjuncts that was rested for a year in a maple syrup bourbon barrel. So, yum, no adjuncts. Yeah, so that's pretty fun. <laughs> we're we're looking forward to that one. It's going to be exciting. Uh, but yeah, so dimensional. Now that you've had four minutes to think, like what's coming up right now? No idea what's coming. You still have no idea. Well, they have some jock juice, I've heard. Yeah, yeah I, you know what? They were saying that they were going to be releasing a new jock juice coming up. Maybe a uh, yellow Gatorade is my favorite Gatorade. So yeah, that's a really good one. I think that's lemon lime flavor. Lemon lime. Yeah, yeah. We, we could probably do one of those. Yeah. You should. That's probably coming out soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when you guys are making the jock juices, are you just brewing a kettle sour and then adding Gatorade powder <laughs> to it? Like, I'm dead, dead ass serious right now. Like, no cap. Absolutely not. Why'd you wink your eye at me? <laughs> that wasn't a wink. That was a... I don't know what that I had was. A, yeah. I had something in my eye. Well, that's awesome. No. Anything um, coming up, guys? I mean, what, what's going we on? We do have a barrel We're coming into the summer, you know? It's Well, yeah. I mean, we have, we're always going to have barrel stuff popping up here and there. 
Um, since this is going to be released after next weekend, right? Yeah. You will already have Yabble in your Ooh. in your houses. Um, so it's a single barrel, non-adjunct, 14.5%, I believe. Oh, right. whoa. Big boy. What's it called? Thick. Yabble. So we've done That's Doodle. Dabble. We've done Doodle, Dabble, and Yabble now. Um, yabble, Dabble, Doodle. They sound fun. Uh, in backward sequence, right? That's fun. Yeah. I got cut off. Sorry. <laughs> Joe got cut off. Oh, and there goes the, the, the board. It's fried. Um, anyway, not adjunct. Tasty. Uh, only probably about what? Maybe a 300 bottle count? Yes. Roughly. So we will One be doing barrel? we will be doing a silent release. Uh-oh. So it's very silent. Yeah. I don't know. We're just going to keep on uh, doing what we've been doing, bringing back some of the old, I guess they're not old, but um, the previous beers that we've released and, you know, adding some new ones into the mix as well. Um, I don't know. Just keep trying to push the envelope and being creative and doing cool stuff. So we're really excited. We got a Mexican lager coming up um, and then followed by a Czech Pilsner too. So we got names on those. Uh, they're yeah, they're previous, check. previously Yo, so. brewed beers. So yeah, yeah. Fiesta de Pantalones. <laughs> that is the Mexican lager. It's Fiesta de Pantalones. <laughs> Am I invited? You don't even have to ask. You would have been invited even if there was nobody <laughs> invited, Pete. And then um, we have, yeah, chickadee check yourself. It's a check pilsner. guess what? I just bought a slushy machine, so that is going to be happening at some point. Mm, mm, mm. Very exciting. <laughs> Very exciting things. <laughs> Sounds like he's like a little cookie monster right yeah. there. <laughs> Slushies. <laughs> you don't bring up cookies in front of me. He looks like a strong man, though, with that mustache, doesn't he? He is a strong yeah. man. At a circus? Bare knuckle boxer, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I wear this, um, the like tight one piece pants bathing and I suit. Wear yeah. them above my belly button. And you don't want to see my belly button because you know. <laughs> It's, it's herniated. I saw it. I saw it today. <laughs> it is an Audi. Yeah. And it is more of an Audi than the car brand. <laughs> and he squats like 290 pounds. All right. Well, Dimensional Brewing Company. Well, uh, Shane, Joe, and Grant, thank you guys uh, for joining us on episode two of the Morloff Hour. Uh, brought to you by the Iowa Brewers Guild. Uh, thank you, Iowa Brewing Company, for sponsoring this one. I feel like the last 10 minutes have been the Vore Laugh Hour <laughs> with, these, with these guys. Uh, you know what? I, and I think that's okay. You know, we, 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 we touched some pretty deep subjects there uh, right before the break. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I had a little powwow off mic, and, and it's, good, it's good to laugh about things because this is what the – at the end of the day, this is what the brewing community is about. It's about uh, community. It's about getting together with your friends and people that you enjoy being with. Uh, uh, collaborating on beers, collaborating on, on conversations and, and what's happening in the beer community. So, you know, as much as we laugh and we giggle, uh, you know, it means the world to all of us to be able to sit at this table with each other, uh, especially uh, right now during these, these weird-ass times um, and, and, and make this show happen. So really dimensional. We really, 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 really appreciate you guys coming down, uh, hanging out with us. Uh, James, anything to add to that one? No, I've had a great conversation. I think we've all had a great conversation here. <laughs> you know? Just coming from our point of view, too, you know, beer is fun, and 
we all got in it because it was fun, whether it be the, you know, the lowest level of, you know, home brewing or whatever anyone does, you know, like it's, you know, that's what it revolves around. It's mm-hmm. fun, it's passion, it's all the cool things. And I don't know, I'm just happy that Iowa beer personally has grown the way it has in the last five, 10 years. You know, it's been crazy to me to see the, you know, the rise in the quality of uh, Iowa beer. So we appreciate the Guild. We appreciate everything the Guild does because none of us could be in the places that uh, we're at right now without without the Guild. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys letting us hang out tonight, whether it's for fun or it's for uh, serious stuff. We're just here to promote Iowa beer. And uh, yeah, thanks for having us. And that's what it's about is promoting Iowa beer. So, mm-hmm. And we also want to thank all you guys for hosting us, um, which Joe said. We also want to thank our peers within the industry for pushing us to be better every day. You know, and we, we hope we can push you as well to be better. I mean, yeah. that's what it's all about. It's, it's camaraderie. It's always been about, like, always making the best thing that we can make for, right. for you know, people. So, and <clears throat> this is the best way to do it, like sit around and have a have a have talks and uh uh-huh. and get to know the ins the ins and outs of everybody so yeah so thank you guys very much and grant anyone i used to like freestyle but i don't do that anymore thanks for having us and um i like the way that you're looking at me you should probably cut that out but here's use this though thank there we you. go <laughs> thank you <laughs> Well, thank you. Uh, thanks to Dimensional for coming Alex. down once again. Thanks for the Iowa Brewers Guild. Thanks, guys. Uh, Pete, you're wonderful. James, you're wonderful. Yeah, thank thanks you. for being a Lua. Uh, it's always nice having you guys down here um, yeah. in historic Sherman Hill. This has been another wonderful episode of the Vorloff Hour. We'll see you next time. This is my first time here.